So I tested positive for COVID-19. Heyo, let's talk about it. So I'm going to tell you my story. Uh, not a big deal, not super dramatic. Just let me just set it up, up, up front. This is not a big political argument or a big thing. I'm uh, just kind of letting you know what it was like for me. I've got a lot of texts, a lot of questions, a lot of people curious how I'm doing, what's going on. Um, you haven't seen me around at church in a, in a little while, and here's why. So uh, Monday, the beginning of – well, let me let me explain it like this. So we went to youth camp. We still had youth camp July 4th weekend. When I got to youth camp, uh, we took a handful of kids. They were super – I will say the camp at North Texas Assemblies of God District, they did an amazing job of social distancing, keeping churches together, separating dining rooms. Like they just did a ton of work to make sure the camp was so um, uh, careful and safe. And But while I was at camp on Saturday afternoon, I found out that – the previous Monday, I had been around somebody that had tested positive for COVID-19. So they were basically, they texted me, told me they had a positive test, and I was pretty closely exposed to this person. And uh, so at that point, I'm already at camp, like there's there's not a whole lot I can do. So kind of was just like, all right, well, and I've always been like faith over fear. I'm not going to worry about it. It's not a big deal. I'm not a high risk person. I'm not in close proximity with a lot of high risk people. So I haven't had a careless attitude, but I've had kind of a, ah, whatever. Okay. No big deal. So I, uh, we get home from camp Monday. I am drinking an energy drink on the way home from camp and I go, huh, this kind of tastes funny. At first I thought it was expired. Like the energy drink was no good, but I'm like, ah, whatever. No big deal. Get home from camp. The next day, I'm exhausted. I'm sore. I'm wiped out. And I'm like, okay, this is like, I was running around at camp. We had a lot of activity this year at camp because of the COVID-19 procedures. Uh, as the youth pastor, I was a little bit more involved than I've been in the past. And so I was like, I attributed it to, I was running around with a bunch of teenagers. I, well, you know, we didn't have as many leaders go this year. And so I was more involved. It was more active. Yeah, whatever. The next day, Wednesday, I'm still sore, exhausted, fried. Like, ah, I've had a day to kind of recoup. I should be feeling better. I should, I should be feeling better. So the next day, Thursday, even worse, sore, exhausted. I slept like 19 hours, just felt awful. Um, ended up, we, we pre-recorded our church's um, service that weekend, and I just went home and, and went to bed. And I felt absolutely horrible. Uh, Friday, even worse, La sense of taste at this point, completely gone. I will say I never had a fever one time. I never had, uh, chest aches or, um, uh, tightness of chest or difficulty breathing, but the soreness, the lack of taste, there was never a, a cough. Uh, there was a mild like throat tickle thing. Um, but I wasn't sure if that was, I was screaming a lot at camp. So again, a lot of this kind of crossed over into like, well, this happened from camp, and, and it, it took me a minute to kind of um, figure out what was going on. Uh, somewhere in the middle of the week, my wife said, I think you're I, – knowing you were exposed and knowing what happened, I think you should quarantine. And so I, I stayed in our guest room. There's like a bathroom attached, and I had quarantine from my kids. On Friday, I took a finger prick test. It came back negative, 
and I had heard of other people in our community that had tested negative on the finger prick, but then went and got the nose swab and that came back positive. So the next day I scheduled an appointment at a different place for the nose swab. And I will say this test was the worst part of this whole thing. They stuck that swab felt like into my brain. First of all, the guy comes in and he goes, here, I'm going to give you this tissue. Just hold on to this. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Why are you giving me a tissue? What, what is this for? And he goes, um, I don't know how to say this. This, your eyes are really going to water and, uh, this is really going to hurt. So you're going to need that tissue after this is over. Uh, okay. Sure enough. Tilt your head back. He sticks the swab up my left nostril, takes it out, sticks it up my right nostril. I'm telling you, I felt that thing poke my brain. It was so far, but far and away for me, I'm not going to say this is a blanket, but for me, that test was the worst part of my exposure to coronavirus. It worse than any symptom, worse pain. Worse, that was just the worst. So then, uh, sure enough, my eyes water. I'm crying like I can't help it. It just uh, burns, burned my nostrils for like five minutes. It was terrible. The guy goes, yeah, it's a burner. And I'm like, man, you weren't kidding. He goes, I know. I have to take this once a week because I work in healthcare. <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, I get the test results. It was a rapid test. Sure enough, tested positive. They gave me some recommendations of vitamins I can take. But, you know, it's a virus. There's nothing you can do about it. Just let it run its course. And I told the doctor my symptoms. And he said, yeah, your age, you're 32. You probably won't get any worse than that. You may have fever. If you have difficulty breathing, if you have tightness in your chest, that's when you need to come back. And, and it's, it's, it's a big deal. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of this in young guys. Um, so, so don't, don't really worry about it. Just don't hang out with any elderly people. Don't hang out with anybody that's immunocompromised. Uh, stay quarantined in your guest room. I think that's a good thing for you to stay away from your family for right now. So that's where I've been since uh, first week of July. They, they, well, second week of July, really. But they wrote me a note, and, and uh, they, they wrote me some stuff. And, and on this recommendation from the doctor, they suggested I stay in quarantine until July 24th. And so I literally have left my house one time uh, since July 6th, and uh, it's currently I'm recording this on the 22nd, and um, it's been interesting. It's, uh, I, I was fully prepared to kind of talk about my experience and basically say, oh, this whole thing is a hoax, it's way overblown, it's media hype at its finest, and, and on some level that's true, but at the same time I also know that this is not the case for everybody. Like my symptoms have been mild. They've lasted a long time, but they've been fairly mild. And so, um, I, I know that's not true of every 32 year old. I was watching the video Mark Zuckerberg did with Dr. Tony Fauci. And I know whatever your political stance is, I, I don't really care. The truth is Dr. Fauci is the leading nation's leading expert on infectious diseases. So I'm going to listen to that guy. So he did a video with Mark Zuckerberg and they, he said something that kind of jumped out at me. He said something to the effect of, you know, this virus is, it's interesting to me. I've never seen a virus like this or a disease of any kind that is absolutely no respecter of persons. You can see this in somebody in a kid, they get it and nothing happens. 
and another kid get it and it can be fatal or a 30 year old can get it and it can be it can be fatal or, or cause serious long-term effects or they can get it and basically be asymptomatic or we can see the elderly get it which which this does happen more frequently that the elderly will get it and it will be very severe uh, possibly fatal or an elderly person can get it and be asymptomatic or, or next to no symptoms and so it's just we it's just interesting to me I don't think I can come on this and, and say something like, uh, well, I'm fine. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. Just don't live in fear. Go get the disease and you'll be fine. It's not a big deal, which I, I, I tended to lean before I got it <clears throat> or even while I had it. I was like, yeah, if this is the worst it is, like, who cares? You know, this is not even as bad. I've had flus worse than this. I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had food poisoning worse than this, you know? So, but I will say all in all, I'm fine. We're fine. My kids haven't gotten it. My wife hasn't gotten it. Um, the day I got back from camp, we did like kiss and, and, um, and such. And so I think I would have given it to her at that point. And, and honestly, there's no way of knowing who I got it from exactly. I have an idea. Um, and there's no way of knowing who has gotten it from me. Um, it's, it's, possible that, that at camp I gave it to some kids and, you know, it's just, it's just a weird deal. Um, it's, uh, it's really been interesting. So we, uh, yeah, we're fine. I'm good. Just really tired, really beat down, really just worn out. Um, sick of being in my house, but I'm, I'm following the doctor's orders. I've been in my house since the 24th. I'm going to stay in my house until the 24th. And, uh, even then I'll continue to wear a mask and kind of comply with what people are saying to do. So that's it. Just wanted to share my experiences. Um, don't live in fear, but don't be stupid either. I, I know there's a fine line there. Um, and so I can't wait. I've missed our, our church family, our youth. We've, we've kind of shut everything down. Some other people in our church have been exposed. And so we've shut everything down. That's the hardest thing for me is that there's no community right now. There's no connection to the people that I love and the, the community that I'm a part of. Um, we've been really taken care of by some people in our church and we've been really loved and, 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 uh, just feel the love in the community, but it's just different. So anyway, that's my experience. That's my story to those of you that have been curious. I hope that answers your questions. Not a big deal for me. Um, but I know some, everybody's had a different story. Uh, I still can't taste anything. That's another, that, that to me, probably the biggest negative symptom that I've, I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's frustrating. I'm a big foodie. I love flavor. I can't. I can. T- I can taste like senses. Like I can taste if something's salty. I can taste if something's sour. I can taste if something's bitter. But I cannot taste layers of flavor, and it is driving me crazy. Um, so Monday or Tuesday, Monday was probably the the twentieth was probably the most normal I felt. I actually cooked a meal. Um, I've kind of come out of the guest room. I haven't come out of the house, but I've come out of the guest room a little bit. And I'm feeling better, um, but I will see you all after July 24th. That's my story. And uh, again, thank you for caring. Thank you for those of you that have reached out. Um, I hope this uh, hope this answers your questions. We'll be back on with a more normal podcast here soon.